0: So it's just, just, we could never thank Him enough for everything that He's done for us. And I'm just so grateful. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your great goodness and Your mercy that You showed toward us by giving Your only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus. And that He came and that He died on the cross and that He shed His sinless blood, that holy blood that washes sin away from us, And then he was buried, and then on the third day he was risen from the dead, and he came out of that tomb with all authority and all power in heaven and in earth. We're so grateful for that. We just could never thank you enough. And because he lives, we can know the life of God. And we're just so grateful for it. Again, we could never thank you enough. We thank you for your holy word here, the, the Bible, that as we share it this morning and teach it, that the people that hear it will, will receive it and be encouraged by it and helped by it, and that light will come, spiritual light will come to them. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said amen. amen. You can be seated. Let's open the, our Bibles today to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, if you would. 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, and, and uh, the 15th verse. And I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. Now, I normally use the New King James Version, but I believe we have the New Living Translation on the uh, screen there. So if you don't have that translation, then it'll be on the screen. But uh, today being you know Easter, Resurrection Day, I want to talk to you about new life, new life. Now notice here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15 in the New Living Translation. The Bible says he, talking about Jesus, died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Let's read that again. He, he died for everyone so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. You see, here, here the Bible talks about Jesus' death and resurrection and also about receiving his life, and living for him. You know, Jesus died and was raised from the dead for us so that we could receive him and live for him. Now, I'm very, very concerned that people over the last many years have misunderstood the topic of salvation. You know, when I say salvation, that means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But salvation is what God provided for us through the Lord Jesus, through Jesus's death on the cross and his being raised from the dead, that that life of God has been provided for us. And and salvation is is all about there's really two things that 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 when I when the Bible talks about salvation that you really need to get. There's two things that you need to get. One thing is, is that there, there's, there's a heaven above, the Bible says, and there's a hell beneath. You understand that? And, and Jesus did all that he did, went through all that he went through so that we don't ever have to go to hell, but that we can go to heaven. You understand that? And then the second thing is, is not only did Jesus go through what he went through to keep us out of hell and allow us to make heaven, but he has also provided his life for us that we can we can live victoriously now in this time. You understand? How many of you want to have victory in your life between now and the time you go to heaven? I mean... So there's, 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 there's. See, if all we got out of salvation was missing hell and making heaven, it would be worth shouting about. But there's more even to it than that. There's the the victorious life that God's provided for us, so that we can live above the circumstances of life between now and the time that that we go to heaven. You see, and and to and so that's what you need to realize about salvation, and. And I think the topic of salvation has has been, had, has been misunderstood, and I'm very concerned. You see, as you read this verse again, Second Corinthians 5.15, you see in this verse that there's a receiving of Jesus. There's a receiving of Jesus. You have to receive him or you have to invite him to come into your life. But then also as a result of receiving Him, you're no longer going to be living for yourself, but instead you're going to be living for Him. Do you, do you see that in that verse that we just read? And, and, and the, the concern that, that I have, actually there, there's, there's two areas of, of people that I'm very concerned about. And I want you to listen to this very carefully because it has been strong on my heart to, to share with you today. The first group of people that I'm really concerned about as it pertains to salvation and and all is this. There are people who think that they will be saved as a result of their good works. I, I have talked to so many people over the years and I and I ask them, I just simply lovingly ask them, you know. Um, you know, what do you think is going to happen to you when, when you die? And they'll say, well, now I think I'm going to heaven. And then I'll ask them, and I'll say, well, why do you think that? And they say, well, you know, I've been a good person. I've always done good things. I've always helped people. I've always, you know, just been, been a model citizen. And, you know, I haven't been perfect, but, you know, I've, I've been, been really good. And And I'm concerned about those people because the Bible is clear that, we we, we cannot be saved by our good works. You understand that? But then there's also a second group of people that I'm equally as concerned about. And it's the group of people that have seemingly received Jesus. They've prayed what we call the sinner's prayer. You know what I mean by the sinner's prayer? You know, Lord... God, I repent of my sins. I realize I can't save myself. I turn from my old life. I I, I ask you, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you into my heart. I believe that God's raised you from the dead. I confess you with my mouth, you know, and, and in Jesus' name, amen. That's the sinner's prayer more or less. But I'm concerned that there's a lot of people who've prayed that prayer, but they're no more saved than the people that have the good works and are trusting in the good works. You have to understand that just because you pray a prayer, that doesn't save you. You need to realize that. Do you understand that? You know, I have seen so many people pray what is known as the sinner's prayer and and they think they've received Jesus. Now, Now, don't misunderstand me that's how you receive jesus i mean you know i mean by praying a prayer inviting him into your life but here's the thing notice that verse we read let's read it again second corinthians 5:15 new living translation it says he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer what live for themselves instead they will live for who for christ, for christ. See I've seen a lot of people pray what we would call the sinner's prayer but I never see them living for Christ. Or I might see them live for Christ for a week or two and then and then the, and then they they don't. See in order to get saved here and, and actually let's just let's just look at it in the Bible. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Notice it here, Ephesians 2 and verse 8, and this is the uh, New King James Version, says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So, so what do we learn here? That we can't be good enough to save ourselves. On our best day, we can't save ourselves. Our good works... Our good works in and of ourselves put us in hell every time. Is that right? right. You have to understand that. So, so how do you receive Jesus? You receive him through faith by believing on him with, with your heart, you know, and 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 inviting him into your life. That's how, you, that's how you receive him. That's how you get saved. But notice in verse 10, when a person really gets saved... Notice what verse 10 says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What do we learn here? We learn that our good works do not save us. But if we've really gotten saved, there's going to be what? There's going to be good works. Did you, did you get that? Now, while, while we're on it, let me say this. Again, there's, a, there's people out there that, that they've got a lot of good works, but they've never sold themselves out to the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you get what I just said? And those people are lost. Do you understand that? Just because you got a bunch of good works, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you're not saved. Okay? But there's a lot of people that have prayed what we call the sinner's prayer, but yet I don't ever see a changed life. I don't ever see, the, a lot of times those people, they, they, they've prayed a prayer, but I don't see them living for Christ. And they're not saved either. Do you understand that? Just because you've prayed a prayer, if there's no evidence that you have the new life of God in you through Jesus, just because you prayed a prayer doesn't mean you're saved. Did you hear me? you Friends, you can't just come pray a prayer and, and ask Jesus into your heart and just go on living like the devil and go on living for yourself. That tells me that the prayer you prayed didn't, 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 I call take, it didn't take, you know? Did you hear me? Notice, notice, I, I want to read two passages back to back. Let's go to Romans 10 and 9. Let's go to Romans 10 and 9. And I'm going to read this one in the Amplified Bible. Now, if you don't have an Amplified Bible version, you know, it'll be on the screen. Notice here, it says, Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your... Now, did it say in your head or in your heart? Did you know there's a difference between head-believing and heart-believing? See, people that have the head-believing, they're the kind of people that'll say a prayer, but their life never changes. That's head-believing. But people that have what the Bible calls heart-believing, they've sold themselves out to Jesus, you're going to see a change in their life. They're going to start living for God. Notice right here, let's let's look at this again. It It says, and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust in and rely on the truth that God raised Him from the dead, you will be what? You will be saved. So it's very clear. The Bible is very clear that if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart, not your head, but your heart, that means you sell out to Him. You give your life completely and totally to Him. He becomes your Lord. Not just your Savior, but your Savior and your Lord. You know, I just studied that out one time in the Bible, and when you see Jesus mentioned as Savior, almost without exception, right there by Savior, there's also that word Lord. You know, I've noticed there's a lot of quote-unquote Christians, they want Jesus as their Savior, but they don't want Him as Lord. It doesn't work that way. Did you hear what I just said? You can't have Him as Savior and and just get your ticket punched so you'll miss hell and make heaven and then go on living however you want. That's a lie from the devil. Don't believe that. If a preacher's ever told you that, they didn't tell you the truth. Maybe they just misunderstood. Am I saying you can work for your salvation? No. What I'm saying is, is that you give your life to Jesus and then as a result you have, you have somebody that is what? Living for Him, not for themselves. Did, did you see that? But right here what the Bible says is that you have to believe in your heart that God's raised Him from the dead and you have to confess Him with your mouth that, he, that He's Lord. Are, are, are you okay with that? Okay. But now if you really do that from your heart, Based on what we read in the book of Ephesians, guess what? There's going to be a life change, isn't there? And instead of living for yourself, you're going to be living for the Lord. Is that right? Amen. Now, having read Romans 10 and 9, let's go to Matthew 7, verse 21. Matthew 7, verse 21. This is very sobering here, this next passage of Scripture. Matthew 7, 21. Jesus speaking here and He says this. He says not... And this is the New King James Version. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. That's very sobering, isn't it? There's a lot of people that think, Well, if I just confess Jesus as Lord, I'm automatically saved. If you just confess Him as Lord... That doesn't mean you're automatically saved unless when you did that, you did that from your from your where? From your heart and it took and now who are you living for? God or for yourself? But for God. But he said those are going to be, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Now notice verse 22. Many. He didn't say just a few. He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, see they're calling him Lord. Just because you call him Lord doesn't mean you're saved. We've got to be very careful here. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? The King James Version says, and have done many wonderful works in your name. But look at verse 23. And then I, Jesus speaking here, He says, I will declare to them, I never what? I "I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Are you who practice sin? Are you who who continually live just for yourself? Now, Now, what do we learn from this passage here? we learn that that you could be a person that's calling him Lord, Lord. Maybe you've said the sinner's prayer. And you could be doing a whole bunch of works and good things in his name. But yet be lost. How can that be? Well, it can be that a person is calling him Lord. Maybe they've said the sinner's prayer. And publicly, they do a lot of good works. But they've never had a relationship with him. And when you see this person in private, they're still living for themselves. The true test of how you are living, or or, let me say it this way, the true test as to whether or not you're living for the Lord Jesus is not shown in church. Did you hear me? We can't tell whether or not you're a Christian by how you act in church. You can't tell whether or not I'm really a Christian by how I act in church. The only way you're going to know that is if you are able to see me in the private time. When nobody else is around, how am I acting then? Do I really have a true relationship with the Lord in private? I'm convinced these people had a public confession of Jesus and they called Him Lord publicly and, and publicly they, 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 they prophesied and they, they cast out demons and they did many wonderful works publicly. But in private, they never had a relationship with the Lord Jesus. Jesus. In private, they were still living for themselves. In private, they were still practicing sin. In private, they were still doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Now, if you're like me, how many of you have ever done something in private that that you're not proud of? Huh? But if you're truly saved... When you do that thing in private that you shouldn't do, it's gonna leave you. Oh oh, oh, oh. Huh? Huh? But if you're not saved, you can keep you know, if you're not saved, you can keep on getting drunk and it don't bother you a bit. Huh? Did you hear what I just said? How many of you know saved people don't get drunk? Did you hear me? Yeah, but 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 I missed it, Pastor, and I and and I got drunk. Well, can anybody mess up? And what happens? Oh, and then you repent, don't you? How many has ever watched something on television? I'm talking to Christian now. You've watched something on television, and 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 you shouldn't watch it, but you did, or you saw something on a computer, you shouldn't watch it, but you did, and and, and if you're really saved, what's going to happen? Oh, huh? Huh? Hmm? Yeah, right. it, 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 see, see, if if you're not saved, then 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 when somebody's coming down the hall and you're watching something you shouldn't be watching, and all of a sudden you click it on something else, see and it don't bother you, you're just trying to get it off of there before that person walks in. See if that's the only reason you want to get that off that screen, I question whether or not you're saved. Right. But if you're in there all by yourself and something's up there and Oh, 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 Now that I mean, you shouldn't be watching that, but that that lets me know that you, you've had a relation, you got a relationship with Jesus, huh? Are you okay today? Are you all right today? You hearing what I'm trying to get across to you? I think it's time we talk about these things. You know, I mean, Christian people. Don't, don't lie. They don't cuss. They don't, they don't steal. They don't cheat. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, and, and if you really have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, if you mess up in any of those areas, what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh. And it's not just, oh, in public. It's, oh, in, in private. Is that right? And then, isn't it good that we can Repent. And he'll forgive us. If we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Can you work your way into heaven? No. You get saved by selling out to the Lord Jesus. But then if you sell out to him, what happens? There is a new life, isn't there? I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. I'm just saying there's going to be a new life. And when you miss it, I'm not saying you have to miss it, but if and when you do, there's going to be a grieving on the inside. How that, The Bible teaches us that grieving has come because the Holy Spirit's in there, see. But here's a group of people that called Him Lord... And they did a bunch of wonderful works, but Jesus said they're still practicing sin. They had a public relationship with Jesus, but not a private one. Listen, I'm not interested in people's public relationship with Jesus. I've had all that I want. I've seen a lot of people. They've got a public relationship with him, and they'll come to church and they'll shout and they'll praise God and all that. But they'll turn right around and they'll go out and they'll steal and they'll cheat and they'll cuss and they'll watch things they shouldn't watch and they'll get drunk and it don't bother them. See, I'm not interested in what you're doing publicly. I'm interested in what you're doing privately amen. amen that's the true test now it's interesting and I just want to go on a little longer here and I want to show you some things go to, go to Matthew the fourth chapter if you would very quickly a little bit different message today than I would normally probably preach on Easter but, but if you attend here you need to realize that I try to follow the spirit of God and teach what he wants you know I haven't come here today to beat anybody over the head. I'm just here today to just share the word of God with you and just love you and just just tell you the truth of the word of God. But I want to look at some people here in these next several passages from the Bible that that they got saved. They got saved. And 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 uh and I just want to show you. I just want you to observe some things. Notice here the disciples, Matthew four eighteen. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Then, then they immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their their father, mending their nets. He called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now let me ask you this, and, and believe you me, I'm not against the sinner's prayer. I'm all for it. All I'm trying to caution against here today is... Against people that say a sinner's prayer, but then there's never change in their life. Did you hear me? And right here, I don't see where any of these guys prayed what we would call the sinner's prayer. But is it clear to you in reading this that when Jesus called them, they followed him? Is it clear to you that they sold out to him? Maybe they didn't pray what we would call the sinner's prayer, but they sold out to him. We know at a later time when Jesus asked his disciples, whom do men say that I am? And they said, well, some say you're Elijah or one of the prophets. And he said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. See, see... Peter had that in his heart, but he had more than that in it. I mean, he had that in his heart, but you see what what I'm trying to say here. Do you see that Peter, when Jesus called him, he stopped living for himself and he started living for the Lord? Do you see that? Let me ask you this. When, when, when Jesus was walking by there and, and if he'd have said to these guys, hey guys, follow me, and they would have said... Uh, Lord, I receive you. I believe on you. I call you Lord. But then they just kept right on fishing. Would they have gotten saved? No. Yeah, but wait, 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 wait a minute. I called him Lord. I I, I said I asked him to come in to my heart. I called him Lord, but I've got to do my own thing over here. See what I'm trying to get across to you? It's just because it just because there was a prayer. Let's see if there's a life to back it up. See, if they would have said, no, Lord, we, 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 can't, we can't follow you, but, but, but we believe on you. We receive you. Lord. But then they go right on. Are they saved? I don't think so. Boy, this is sobering here today, isn't it? What did they do? I don't see where they prayed a prayer, but I see where they sold themselves out to Jesus. Are you okay? Here, let's look at another one. Let's look at Luke 7.36. Luke 7.36. Let's let's go there. Luke 7.36. Look, yes, we need to invite Jesus into our heart. We need to do that. But what I'm saying is, is if we invite Him into our heart and there's never any change in our life, I question whether or not He made it all the way in there, you see. Amen? Luke 7.36. Then one of the Pharisees asked Jesus, you know, to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house... And sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. Do you see a repentant heart right there? And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, this man, talking about Jesus there, if he were a prophet, he would know what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Now, skip to verse 44 for the sake of time. Then he turned to the woman and said to to, to Simon, do you see this woman... For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. That's good news coming from Jesus, isn't it? And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, your faith... Notice notice now, watch this. He said, your what? Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now, it's important that you realize it wasn't her good works that saved her. It was her faith, I don't see where she prayed any prayer. I'm not against praying a prayer. I'm just against praying a prayer. If it's just being a religious prayer and it doesn't take and you pray the prayer, but then your life never changes. That's no good, is it? But this lady shows up. I don't see where she says a prayer, but she sells out to Jesus, doesn't she? She shows up with a repentant heart. She's sorry for her sins and she sells herself out to him. Kneeling at his feet. I don't see where she says her prayer, but she, she sells herself out. And, and it was her faith. And he says, your faith has saved you. Amen. Amen. I